Hello and welcome to Silence, a podcast where women get really honest about surviving and thriving in what often feels like a man's world. My guests are wonder women from the fields of science, technology, engineering and mathematics or STEM, where inclusivity and diversity can be a real problem. I know this only too well as a female Southeast Asian mechanical engineer. I was kind of a minority within a minority back then. I'm Dr. Shanice Omar, an engineer turned broadcaster. Throughout my career, I've worked on and reported on some cutting edge technology and innovation. And through my television work, I've met some incredibly inspiring women from a diverse range of STEM fields. Talking to these exceptional ladies has often left me feeling empowered, hopeful and excited about life. I believe silence will enrich you too. Every week, a woman in STEM shares her unique experiences with absolutely no pressure in having to promote her accomplishments or guard her impressive reputation, because I've come to realize that everyone is just way more open and relaxed when they're anonymous. So I deliberately disguise my guest voices so that we're just connecting as human beings rather than human doings. It's my hope that you really relate to what we chat about today. If so, please do subscribe to Silence and maybe even rate and review the show. I'd love to have your feedback. This week, my guest is in the field of molecular biology. Hello. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, enjoying this lockdown because I'm getting so much more work done. How about you? Well, it's not a very pleasant uh, feeling, you know, because I'm I'm in my last semester uh, of my undergrad. And I had my exams, you know, like they were supposed to be going on in this month. But because of the lockdown, the entire schedule just got up. Just, I don't know, it's just messed up now. So I have no idea about uh, when I'm going to be graduating. And there's this thing about exam that I never know when they're going to just pop up. Yeah, so you have to keep studying just to make sure that you're on the ball. Yeah, exactly. So you were supposed to graduate this year, right? Yes, I was. And uh, now with the lockdown, do you know what's happening? No, not really sure what's going on. Because the last I heard from university, it was that they asked us to conduct online classes, Mm -hmm. circulate notes, and just help each other out. That's it. That was the last I heard from them. Yeah. Um, Gosh, that must be so frustrating for you because your course, if it was anything like mine, would have been three years, right? So you've been at this for three years. Gosh. Well, how has it been up until this crazy time of COVID studying molecular biology? Oh, uh, it was a very interesting journey. And it was something I never thought I would get into, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Molecular biology was never my agenda or goal. I was always into going into business school. So so how did it come about that you ended up in this? Oh, it's quite an interesting story, but um, it was more like I had some family influence. Um, I come from a family that has doctors and engineers. There's just doctors and engineers, (laughs) no other profession. So when I finished my 10th and uh, I had a good enough score, I had a 9.8 GPA. And so my family was like, oh, why would you want to waste your marks? You can just uh, get into med school. And with that thought, and I had my friend circle, we were about seven friends and all of us 
except me, wanted to get into medical school. So, well, it was one of the factors why I chose biology, math, and physics. It's like this, you have combinations here when you go into 11th grade. And so, because everyone told me it was really good, I just chose, even my parents wanted me to join med school. So, well, I didn't pay that much attention to it. And I just joined by PC. Uh, that is biology, physics, and chemistry course. Mm. Why um, Why were you so against going into medicine? Well, I've seen my cousins, okay, and I've seen them destroy their social life. That was one factor. But apart from that, um, my dad's a businessman, and I'm the only child. So my dad once told me that uh, if... Uh, when I grew up, I would be the one who would be taking over his business. So I needed to have that business mind. And since when I was very small, I would go to this business meetings, office meetings with my dad. And it really intrigued me. I mean, the meetings, meeting new people and, you know, spending that meet time in the conference room. It was kind of like I enjoyed being in that circle. So I always thought that I would end up being a businesswoman sometimes. But then as I grew up, I always had interest in science. There's no doubt about that. I was always curious about why, how things worked. So when I went, when I had that choice to either go into math and commerce field or choose science, um, well, I was really having this pull towards science. So when my family also told me to join science, I didn't disagree with them. I just agreed. I was like, okay, fine. Science, it's not going to be that bad. That's what I thought. And it wasn't a pleasant journey, I would say. Really? Why? Like the first six months, um, the competition, actually, the competition here is cutthroat. Um, I was always the one who, you know, I used to get good marks. I'm not going to brag, but uh, I had good marks, like about 90% or 92%. But uh, when I came into 11th, we got divided into two classes. Now, there was one class uh, who had, and that was my class, every single girl over there had 9.7 GPA as a minimum out of 10. Anyone who had below 9.7 were sent to other class. Now, you know, when I came into that class, I felt so out of place. Um, And the professors, they were constantly uh, on our head. They were like, no, you need to get into med med school. That's all. There's no life apart from med school. You get into med school or you're a failure. That is what they grilled it into our minds. And um, for the first six months, I couldn't come to the mind. I couldn't make up that I actually chose biology. And uh, I remember that we had this test, okay? So it was like six months were over and we had this test where we had to get up, get some particular marks. Um, we, and below those marks, we would be shifted into other class. We were 60 girls at that time, and after the exam, they cut off 20 girls from our class because they didn't make it to the mark. Wow. And that's when I realized that, okay. You were in that 20? Yeah, 20. And 
I realized that, okay, this, this is real. I need to get my head into game. I was just sulking about my conditions until then. But then I was like, no, no, this is not right. I've chosen this part means I need to work hard. And I guess the competition and the insecurities I had, it just kept pulling me back. I was never good enough in my head. And uh, it was sad. I started destroying myself, you could say. Late nights, almost being awake till 4 a.m. in the morning, then sleeping for an hour or so, and then going off to college again. And the college wasn't a very good place, you know. We had timings that were really odd. Um, my classes started at 7.15 in the morning, and the official classes actually ended at 5.15, but we were supposed to stay back. I mean, my class, the girls, the 40 girls, we were supposed to stay back till 9.30 or 10 at night. Um, wow. Gosh. And that's because you were not getting such high marks. No, no, no. It wasn't that. I mean, even the girl who goes the first rank was there till 10 p.m. at night. It was just the college hours. I mean, because the medical entrance over here in this country in uh, is really it's tough. so competitive. Yeah, it's competitive. Yeah. And uh, there are lacks um, a million of students competing and they're just little seats. The number of seats is quite less. So they used to just grind us that, you no, know, you need to study, you need to get those high marks, those good grades. And that was really depressing, you know. Until then, I never felt myself being so incompetitive. I had lots and lots of doubts. And yeah. Gosh, the way you talk about it, it really reminds me of um, some of the experiences I had when I was, you know, trying to do well in STEM subjects and get onto the degree that I wanted and but it wasn't it wasn't that competitive in my situation I was just competing with myself but it was the same experiences you describe of like really doubting myself um having a lot of insecurity and exactly. just not enjoying the experience at all exactly I mean you know once I realized that um it was after my first year, uh, that was my 11th grade that's finished, and I started my 12th grade, and there was suddenly the news that uh, the medical entrance has been changed. The entrance that was going on for years, they suddenly decided to change it into a different exam. And that was the weirdest thing I've ever heard, because I had less than six months for my exam, and I had to start preparing for a completely different exam now. I mean, sure, the syllabus was same, but the thing was, uh, there were more number of questions to be answered, and this exam had negative marking in it. But everyone yeah. would have gone through the same thing, right? Everyone yeah. would have had that same surprise. Yeah, yeah. everyone did. But uh, with me being already not interested in medical school, but I just forced myself over it. But that's when I realized that, no, what I'm doing is completely wrong. I need to get, um, I need to start loving the subject so that I can improve myself. And right. I need to serve. That really makes sense. Yeah. So that's when I paid attention to what was going on. And 
I thought that I could take a grip of my life, but it wasn't easy. I just kept spiraling out of my hand. Um, I started suffering from depression, then there was insomnia, and then anxiety. The competition was cutthroat and it just made me uh, feel so bad. I just started feeling guilty about something. I don't know what it was. It was just that the guilt was eating me. I felt that I wasn't doing justice to my parents. Um, mm. and Do you reckon that's a cultural thing? Because, um, you know, I have very much been driven by my parents' expectations. And, um, you know, it's quite, it's a, it's a really big deal for people in certain ethnic groups. Do you think you're in you know, a certain demographic where children care a lot about what their parents think. Yes, yes. I was brought up and uh, I was brought up in a country where people, you know, uh, everyone doesn't know the life exactly where I grew up. I mean, I mean, sure, people hear about the country, that is Saudi Arabia. People do hear a lot about that country, but they don't know exactly how life is over there. What is life like over there? Uh, a bit conservative, I could say, because when I was growing up, there was like, we didn't have, the females didn't have the driving rights or, you know, moving mm -hmm. freely in the country, which you recently hear nowadays in news, but that wasn't there at that time. And I was a foreigner in Saudi Arabia, so um, I didn't know the language over there. And growing up, I was in a very close net of people. I was just among a few group of people that was my friends and my family and friends were from the same ethnic group that was this country i used to go to an indian school actually so where was it that it was competitive was it india or saudi arabia it was definitely india i mean the life in saudi arabia was pretty relaxed you know even the people think that it was completely conservative i mean like you don't have the freedom to do this or do that that's what you hear in the news but no that wasn't true I had the freedom to do anything I want over there. I, could, I felt home back when I was there. Mm. But when I moved to India, it was completely different. You know, like I had to stay away from my father first. So my family, which is just of the three people of us, but we just got divided. Like my mother and I were staying in India and my dad was back in Saudi. And um, I had to constantly travel back and forth between India and Saudi so that I can keep my visa over there. Right. And uh, that was also time consuming. Like I was spending six months in India and then six months over there. What was it like for females um, studying the subjects you're studying? Because it sounded like in India, um, being female and being good in science subjects meant that you automatically went into medicine. Yes, exactly. That's what people expect. Uh, over here in India, it's a very harsh reality, but it is a reality that uh, people think med school or engineering school is life. Apart from that, any other course you go into is a non-professional course. Wow. Gosh. Yes. And so amongst yeah. men and women, because I would have thought that they're quite male-dominated subjects, those two things. 
Yes, but uh, medicine actually is quite a female-dominated one in India over here. You'll find the proportion of uh, females more into medical school than in engineering school. Well, over the recent years, there has been a lot of developments. You find equal proportions in both, but still medical medicine is a female-dominated part. Gosh, and so... You appear to be extremely capable in STEM subjects with a 9.8 GPA, you said. Yes. But yet you were struggling. I mean, gosh, I mean, what was it like being amongst such high caliber STEM students? Oh, well, it was exhausting. It was exhausting, to be honest. I mean, every single day I would wake up and I would think, what am I doing with my life? Why am I doubting myself? But then I used to reach college and then look at the girls around me and the students around me and I would instantly be put down. I'd be like, everything, whatever I would think before leaving the house, I'd be like, no, today is a new day. I would just go there and I will get through my classes. But as soon as I would enter college, uh, I would look around girls and uh, everyone used to be busy in books and studying. And that was life. That's all. Our life in two years of intermediate just revolved around books mm. and nothing else. So I would be instantly put out. And then we used to have these weekend exams. Every weekend we had an exam. Or the syllabus used to be what we had studied the entire week. And it used to be a practice test. But the most humiliating part of that test was once the result would come, they would be up for display to the entire college. Oh, my gosh. So there's that and added pressure of people yes. knowing how you were doing. Exactly. And it wasn't just us 40 girls. We had 40 plus the other section. And then there was another branch of my college and the students over there. So it was the competition between some 200 or 300 students, both boys and girls together. So you weren't going to an all-girls school? No, no, no. It was a co-ed uh, college. So how come you were always... Because I've been listening to you as though you've always been surrounded by girls. Yeah, the thing is... Uh, we had boys, but they used to sit in a different classroom than girls. Girls used to be in a different classroom. Uh, I come from a Muslim minority. So there's this, uh, the college also was a Muslim minority. And I don't know why, but they kept us on different floors. It's always been like that. Um, back in Saudi Arabia also, the schools get divided, you know. Um, once you start your first grade, you get divided. The boys' school will be different and the girls' school will be different. The building will be completely separated. But over here... But yet your marks would be displayed to everybody. Uh, that was actually the very humiliating part. I remember once that um, in physics part, I guess, I got a single-digit marks. I don't know why. I didn't have time to solve the questions. I ran out of time during the exam of three hours and I ran out of time. So I had some eight or nine marks out of 45 or something. And I felt 
so bad and so ashamed about it. I remember missing college the next day. Oh, I mean, did you ever think, you know what? I just won't go into medicine or engineering. I'll just do something else. Did, was that ever an option? But I couldn't go back because uh, if I had to, I would have to sit for an entire year and then go into a different field starting all over again. And uh, I didn't want to, actually. There was some part of me that was actually interested in science. So <laughs> I never thought, I mean, I did give a thought about it, but I never considered it seriously. What would you do if if no one else was involved in your decision? What would you want to spend your life doing? Literature. I would spend my <laughs> life in literature. That's so not STEM. <laughs> yes. So what would be your dream job? Yeah, so not STEM. It's so far, far away from it. Mm, maybe an editor or an author. Wow. I don't know. It would have been a good option, but uh, I loved reading books, actually. Growing up, uh, I just surrounded myself because I was also an only child, and uh, spending too much time on TV never just uh, to, was never to my liking. So I would always read comics or books, or I just spend myself dreaming to be in another land. Yeah escaping through words yeah but does that mean you're not happy doing molecular biology then no 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 it's nothing like that that was very long time ago but then I soon um actually started liking the idea you know when this uh, new exam came and I told myself that I need to start liking mm. my subject that's when I actually got my head into the game. I was like, no, wait, this science is something that is too deep. If I love books, then I can definitely bring myself to love what is science. So I started researching about it. I went to the internet. I went to books. And since books were my solace, I bought everything that was there on science. And the science fiction, everything. I mean, the metahumans, uh, things like that. So I actually thought, and that's when my interest developed into genetics. And I started going into that field. I started realizing that there's more, there's, there are many subjects in science that are apart from medicine I can go into. And uh, genetics was the first thing that caught my attention. So I slowly started going into that field, looking at genes and realizing that, okay, so this is how our genes work. This is how our body is based on. This is why we look like our parents. So, well, but I never, um, you know, out loud, I never told anybody that I wanted to go into molecular biology. And I still went through with medicine. But uh, when the time came for med school entrance, there was this thing known as um, what do I say? I was a non-local. I didn't have six years of Indian education. I just had four years of Indian education, including my 11th and 12th. So when the time came for admissions, I had to pay some extra donations to college. And I didn't want to do that because that's when I realized that 
what I'm going to do is not to my liking. So why spend so much money on something I don't want to do? Mm. And there was a huge argument about it with my parents. They didn't actually support the idea of me not going into med school. Are they both doctors? To... No, no. My family. Oh, yeah. Uh, you said your dad's an entrepreneur. Yeah, he's actually an engineer. My dad's an engineer. And your mom? He's a mechanical engineer. My mom has a PhD in literature. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, there was a huge uh, battle in the house. Uh, we didn't speak. My, Me and my dad went on bad terms. We didn't speak for about two weeks. Uh, okay, and... That was quite funny if I remember now, but uh, somehow, well, I'm their only child, so I could use that puppy dog eyes and everything on them. <laughs> but but why? I don't understand why your mum didn't understand uh, that you wouldn't be interested in going into medicine. Yeah, yeah, more like family influence. That's where my family had a great influence on my mum. Uh, because more, most of my aunts and my uncles and then their kids are doctors those they married to another doctors mm. so there's a huge family tree that's filled with doctors so my mom wanted me to go into that profession because uh, my mom even though she had her PhD she stopped working she was a professor but then she stopped working after her marriage uh, she thought that, um, and now when she wanted to get back into that field, she had a huge gap in mm. her career. Um, yeah. And she couldn't continue with uh, her career anymore. So she didn't want that. She told me that you go into medicine and you'll have that respect of people. And you can, you know, even if you take a gap, you can still continue studying and then you can get back into that field. So I don't know something about that, but uh, she was the first one, though, who came around when I told her that I wanted to go into molecular biology than into med school. And, and did you like, choose molecular biology because that's really what fascinated you out of everything you were studying? Yes. I mean, I studied uh, botany, zoology, physics and chemistry. And a part of zoology and biology was uh, molecular biology. We studied about genes. We were introduced to Mendel's genetics and uh, characteristics and biotechnology, that is genetic engineering. And uh, genetic engineering was one part that actually caught my interest. I was like, okay, this is fascinating. I remember coming home that day and going to loads of internet uh, websites looking for genetic engineering and thinking okay so if we are engineering genetics maybe we can go you know into a new era even though it is not ethically right um, there are a lot of ethical and uh, legal issues in that there's a lot of gray area in genetic in it, uh, genetic engineering but it fascinated me to no ends. So that was when 
I told my parents that I wanted to go into genetic engineering. I, I had good enough grades, so I got into university without any problem over there. And even though um, I joined university, I still struggled over there because that's when I came into a professional zone, you know. Mm. I had my professors and everyone. And my professor, one day, I don't know, we were just talking about something. The entire class was sitting. Uh, We were in the laboratory and she once told us, I mean, I guess she let it slip out or something, but she told us that uh, working in laboratory is not a good option for girls uh, because you will have your house, you'll have your family to take care of and working in a commercial setting that is from nine to six won't be suitable for you. So why are you so interested in laboratory? You can just go for a B.Ed. after your uh, B.Sc and you can go into teaching field mm-hmm. and that was really um and you know i felt bad i was like she's a woman how can she say that yeah i never understood that part when she told me and she kept telling me about choosing b ed i was still in my first year and uh, that was quite a you know a step where someone kept me kept pulling me back so um, but I didn't uh, falter I realized once that no this is a cutthroat world and I need to make sure that what they say I need to make sure that their words don't get to me those hurtful words and um, so I started telling her that no 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 I'm not going to go into teaching field I will probably become a professor later on but uh, not go for B.Ed. I would actually rather go for an MSE and then go for a PhD, but I wouldn't take a B.Ed. right away. Uh-huh. Well, she came to terms with it. She's been my professor for the last three years, and she realized that her words are not going to get to me. So she actually supports my research now, whatever I do. She's and- really good in the field, though. But So... You know, having sort of been expected to be on the path of medicine and actually finding molecular biology instead, you know, which direction do you want to go in with that? Definitely research. I wanted, you know, once I came into molecular biology, I realized that uh, the number of students were less when compared to the students who went into medicine field. The ratio was just so uncanny, you know. I was like, okay, uh, there's so less people who know that this world exists. So I wanted to be that person, you know, to tell the people that, no, what you think is wrong. Medicine is not everything. There's a far bigger field apart from medicine. And when you look around it, we um, once I started going into laboratories and going into the medical laboratory subjects, I realized that uh, doctors give prescriptions to the patients based on the report that we write. You could still have a very large medical impact, but just not at the level with the patient. Yes, I would be the back door or I'd be standing behind the doctors. 
and I wanted uh, people to know that there is a huge feel and so I started blogging about it and I was like okay maybe someday people would come to know that uh, there's a far bigger field over here that is open and a lot of options for students uh, once you choose by PC everyone thinks that the only option you have here is medicine so I wanted them to know the people or the students the upcoming students to know that there's a bigger field that is apart from medicine that you can have these choices and uh, there's a lot of choices you know you can go into biochemistry chemistry yeah. mm. it's kind of amazing because when i listen to you i'm seeing a difference between where i was raised and where you were raised because uh where i was raised i definitely you know i've got two parents who definitely had very high expectations of their daughters um and there was a lot of pressure to be the best in the class and all of that but um i also grew up in an environment where people did what they wanted you know some people who wanted to go into engineering didn't necessarily need to go to en engineering school or university to become engineers they could do apprenticeships whereas it seems like you grew up in an area where there was such a kind of narrow vision yeah. and expectation. Yeah. It's very kind of old fashioned um, in a sense. And uh, you're really trailblazing in that regard. You're doing what you want. Yes, uh, it was quite a scene, you know, when uh, I came out. It was a family gathering and it was right after uh, my admission into molecular biology. And um, they asked me, I walked in and they're like, oh, where have you been? We haven't seen you in months. Uh, so did you get your admission into medical school? So I was like, no, no, I didn't. Um, I'm now doing a Bachelor of Science in molecular biology so uh, the expression they gave me was they were surprised and that's when they told me oh okay well since they're doctors they definitely knew the impact that molecular biology had so well they didn't criticize me a lot about it they're like okay that's a very good field you can go into research and uh, maybe you could even go into cancer research so I was like, yeah, and they appreciated me. It wasn't like they criticized me a lot. And soon after my first year, um, in my second year, I guess, uh, we had, in the, I, no, no, wait, it was in the first years. I mean, I was about to finish my second semester. So we had this uh, exhibition kind or a nurture kind. So we had to go through with our research and uh, you know make posters of it and explain the research it was kind of like a competition the best research would be getting prize the first prize or the medals so uh, well i just took part in it without the idea that i would actually reach to a certain end but it was quite shocking after i guess it was a month's research that i did i had very little time so um I live at this outskirt of the city, so I just took a random soil sample from right outside my house. 
and I took the sample to the lab. I isolated some of the microorganisms from it. We found a microorganism that was, you know, forming connection between one cell to another. So with the help of my professor, we found out that it was geobacteria. It was something that was rarely found. So upon researching, we found out that there are labs that are working on this particular microorganism trying to generate electricity. Yes. Oh, wow. It was quite a, a surprise because... And that's why you want to go yes. into business. And um, so we did a research. It came out that with the little sample that I had, I tried to culture it in the lab, but we didn't have a lot of time to work with it. So the most I could generate was about 0.15 volts of energy. Yeah, there was very little, but yeah, it's, it's a start. start. So, well, I showed up. But that's so yes. exciting because in turning your back on what everyone expected you to do and following your heart and going for what you wanted and, you know, upsetting people but not abandoning yourself – you may end up starting a really unusual business. And it's those kinds of trailblazing, pioneering people like you that end up doing something really significant and having a massive impact compared to if you had been one of those many people studying medicine and becoming a doctor. And I'm not saying that the medical profession isn't highly highly significant and you know we can both agree that even during this time you know of covid we need our health workers more than ever yes no i i truly appreciate the work of uh, the students as well as the persons who are working right now and um, you know medicine is actually a field that requires a lot of hard work you don't you need to be hard with your mind as well i mean you need to be focused you can't dare lose focus in that field yeah and you have to retain so much information and you know i just think health workers doctors nurses everyone they are just so amazing at what they do and you know thank you to them especially at yeah. a time like this but it's also really important to find your purpose in life. And, you know, if medicine wasn't quite right for you, even though you've gone through so much struggle to really follow what you do think is right for you, I know it's going to be well worth it in the end. I hope so. I really do hope so. So... Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt. I just, I think, I think, you know, when I've been listening to you, I just, I could feel your pain, you know, because I don't think what you've been doing has been easy for you. I'm sure you've really questioned whether you're doing the right thing. You know, being a pioneer is a very, very lonely road. But I'm just so happy that you have followed it and you continue to follow it because, um, we need people on this earth to also think outside of the box. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, that was actually, you know, 
the first victory I had. I could say it was a victory because uh, I ended up getting a first prize in that research. And um, my mother was so proud that day. I remember coming home and showing my mother the medal that I won. And, you know, looking at their faces, I was like, okay, maybe it wasn't the wrong decision. Maybe um, I will end up somewhere. And that was the first step, uh, you know, a small little push in that area for me. And that's when my family thought, okay, she's not completely useless. She will end up doing something of herself. Yeah, I think, you know, your story is one that I hear so often. It's one I've experienced myself, which is that sometimes we can really struggle to believe in ourselves because when everyone's telling us no and things fail and it's really hard, you just wonder why you are doing what you're doing. And somewhere or other, you have to find the strength to just keep going if you really believe in something. And that's what your story represents to me is someone that is just keep keeping on going no matter what? Yeah, I do try to do it. I mean, it's a struggle. It's truly a struggle. And in between, I had my days where I started questioning if I was going in the right field. Because um, in between, there was this situation uh, with the family and I was looking for internships in the city. And I ended up coming with nothing. I mean, there was no one ready to provide me an internship because I was doing BSc and not going to med school. I mean, the basic requirement they were doing was you either have a medical background or you have a BTEC, that is engineering background in biotechnology. Nobody was hiring someone at my level. Uh, They wanted at least, if I was going with my course, they wanted me to at least have a master's degree over here. And I started questioning that, okay, if I want to have an early career, there's not going to be any support. I wouldn't be able to get a job this early. I wouldn't be able to get an internship in this country this early, actually. Well, slowly I realized that it wasn't this country as a whole, but it was the state or the city I was living in. We don't have a lot of research labs in the field that I want in this city. So I'll have to move out of the city to, uh, you know, find internships. But considering that I was still studying in this city, I couldn't move out. And um, working with my college uh, in the college laboratory is a challenge because we don't have a lot of funding. Right. I mean, it sounds like uh, you are going to end up having to face a lot of... um, new experiences which can often be really really scary I mean like the idea of maybe having to move city in order to pursue a job is something you probably will have to face um and let me tell you like I um you know I lived in London my whole life I was born and raised there and then I got offered a job in LA and it was an absolute dream job but I'd never, ever imagined that I'd live anywhere else in the world. I always thought that, you know, London was my home. But 
the job that I was being offered was what I had always dreamed of. And uh, it had been so difficult to find a similar job for so many years, almost a decade. And um, in the end, I just thought, you know what? If this job has come up, maybe I'm just supposed to be in L.A. Maybe that's just part of my my journey. That's like yeah. And so I took the job and I moved my entire life, um, you know, halfway around the planet. And uh, it taught me so much, but it was so scary. Every single step of the way was so scary, you know, not knowing a single person in America um, and in that city, um, having to drive on the other side of the street, like, not having the option to walk because no one walks around in LA, they all drive, um, buying my okay. own car, choosing, uh, you know, a place to live in neighborhoods that I didn't even know. I mean, LA is a huge city. I, I just didn't know anything about it. Um, I just knew that I wanted to finally do the job that I'd always dreamed of doing. And um, okay. it taught me so much. And often experiences that are the most scary um, and seem to be the most impossible are often the best things that could ever happen to you. Yes, uh, I could relate to that experience very well. You know, when I moved from Saudi Arabia to India, it was definitely a very, very new experience because life in India is very, very fast paced, you know. I mean, we had longer school hours, even though I was in, still in school. Um, back in Saudi Arabia, my school timings used to be from morning 7.30 to 1.30 in the afternoon. Gosh. But uh, no, that was actually a very nice timing, mm-hmm. you know, because if someone asked me, I would tell them that it's an amazing time. Your mind's very fresh yeah. in the morning and uh, you'll be able to get through your day. By two o'clock, I used to be at the house. And I used to have my entire day to do anything Mm. I want. But when I moved to India, it was, uh, the school used to start at 8.30 in the morning, but it used to finish at 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. By the time I would uh, come home, we, I never had a lot of time because I had homework and soon after my homework was over, I used to you know, have dinner and finish. My day used to be over. Yeah. It used to just revolve around school and homework. And that was quite unsettling part for me. It does make sense why India does produce a bunch of really, really clever people. <laughs> because, I mean, if that's, <laughs> you know, the kind of work regime that is expected of smart people, then, yeah, it makes sense why... Um, some exceptionally STEM talented people are emerging from places like that. Um, What are your plans? Well, it's definitely, um, you know, improving. The life over here is quite improving because uh, when I first started in India, uh, everyone was just into books and not really any other extracurriculars. But soon, I mean, they're evolving. The education system is definitely improving over here. They're now considering the extracurriculars to be important as well. And, well, it it is a good thing, actually, you know, Uh, having those extracurricular activities is definitely 
a fresh yeah. mindset and it's really I mean yeah. what's definitely um what what seems clear is that you are really being pushed to your limit academically and that can only be a good thing in the long run as long as you're able to stay balanced and positive about your experience um cuz i'm sure there's always a danger that you could tip into negativity and kind of get left behind. So you have to make sure that you're always staying strong and you should be fine. Yeah. Well, I would say that, um, you know, the support that I get from my professors and over the years of college, I had new professors and I met a lot of people, you know, in the last three years I've met uh, brilliant researchers and uh, my own aunt, she works in a laboratory. Uh, even though she went to med school, she went for pathology in her MD. So she works in a laboratory and uh, she is a huge support system for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Every time I meet her, she'll be always telling me about her experiences in laboratory, her experiences with new patients, and um, that that's one thing that definitely keeps me going. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've got great role models, great mentors, and, you know, a, a family that probably understands what you're going through. How about your friendships? Like, ha- have you made friends in such a competitive environment? Yes, yes. Uh, I have two best friends. They're both sisters, actually. And... Uh, they offer me the greatest support every time I choose up into something. Um, I would definitely go into these extracurriculars, like uh, I go and join a different course. Sometimes I'll be joining a different workshop. And they never left me behind. They're always like, you're going? Then fine, we'll also go with you. And even though if we are missing out on the classes, they'll be with me. And uh, during the exams, uh, we study together they actually support me a lot and uh, you know I could talk to them about anything anything I want so what advice would you give to any girls that would want to talk to you and find out about your experiences what would you say to them if they wanted to go into STEM well I would probably tell them to not doubt themselves if they are entering into STEM they need to leave their insecurities behind and not doubt yourself, be strong, and trust, trust your friends to be there to hold your back, you know, because this field is definitely not easy. You're going to have, uh, you're going to walk into walls, and you're going to have those days when you won't get any ideas about work, and you'll definitely have those days when you'll feel lazy to even open a book, but it's all right. It's completely all right if you don't open a book on a day or if you just spend your day binge watching Netflix or anything. But, um, you know, you will be able to get through it if you just don't push yourself too hard. You just need to go easy on yourself. And uh, it's definitely... Is that what you do when you're... um having those kind of maybe down days of self-doubt like do you just not push yourself or do you have other ways of 
pulling yourself back up if you're feeling down yes um because i remember that uh, during my third semester i pushed myself so hard that i ruined my health during the time of exams i was in a really bad health shape and uh, i went to the doctor and doctor was like why are you pushing yourself so much she was more like a friend to me than my doctor she was like you don't need to push yourself so hard of course you're going to have your days and of course at times but why don't you find something that will keep your stress at bay so i realized that going for a run even maybe for 30 or 40 minutes it just keeps you up you know so and uh, it was one thing i realized exercise or going for a run or a morning work morning workout or just simply going out staring at the stars i just collect my thoughts for that 30 or 40 minutes um i'll have my thoughts to myself i'll even think of going into a far far away land and uh, imagining different imagining different scenarios and yeah that's what i do actually if i want to spend time with myself so no regrets in studying stem then for you no not at all i mean i love my field because over the three years of uh, the work i have come to learn and different research fields that i went into they definitely brought out a different side of me and i could see that world could be so much more if many more people like us come into research there's definitely a lot of area you could go for and there's so many things that human hasn't even seen yet mm. yeah when we get to discover it when we go into science yeah. i mean there's this part you know um i was just reading a book uh, a few hours ago earlier this morning and there was this line uh, look at the world not through someone's words but your eyes and uh, that when it hit me i mean i was like it's so true because we live in a world where you know because our life is so caught up we don't uh, there are many people who don't travel around the world or i mean they'll just be longing to go but they can't because the life is so busy or so complicated and uh, there's so many things to discover but you know we don't just push ourselves to do it maybe if we you know look at everything in a new perspective there could be a lot of things we could do well that is a beautiful note to end on thank you so much for taking the time to come on to silence oh thank you so much for inviting me that's it from my stem guest this week gosh i love the poetry of my guest who sees the world through such innocent eyes and really seems to be following what makes her happy despite so much pressure and so much expectation from almost old fashioned thinking uh i certainly related to everything she had to say and i'm also really excited that um she's going to do some big things in the future if she believes in herself Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review the show and catch you next week on Silence.